episode of the Shane Eric Podcast. It is me, Shane, stuck in the woods of Connecticut, <clears throat> excuse me, all alone, Hammer Day Tejas. I mean, his job just keeps getting more and more important, or this podcast gets less and less important, maybe a combo of the two, but he's doing some worky work shit. Um, we got a couple headlines, we got some political things we got to discuss, talked about some vice president picks, laid some bets down on Dan Patrick takes a gamble today. Um, bet on Michelle Obama to win the actual Democratic nomination. That should be interesting. That kind of a, that would be a fucking wrench. Oh, man. Twitter would be alive that day. Talk about some movies. Got a new segment I want to introduce called Reviews by Shay. We'll get into it later, but it's going to be your suggestion telling me what to watch, whether it's a movie or a TV show, and then I will review it and give you the honest answer on the show. Now, college football, obviously the NFL playoffs, Belichick being unemployable, do you get, I mean, can you collect unemployment once the NFL, I don't know, things are happening. They're happening fast. Um, one of the things happening fast is a Super Bowl, it's coming up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is where I'm at. I got the Baltimore Kansas City Chiefs over at 44. I got Mahomes plus three and a half. I got the Niners laying the seven and the under 51 and a half there. So the Baltimore Kansas City being such a public dog scares the shit out of me. Something like 60% of the money's on that. That scares me. But I also want to fade myself because I've been so bad lately. And it just, it seems black and white and simple, right? Like fucking Mahomes. Catching three and a half, the way that defense is humming, fuck, I'll take it. But you know, Balmer, Balmer has been good. Lamar's been fucking great. They are tough to bet against. But that hook, hopefully, that hook saves me. Who knows? Uh, but I do like the over there, even though they got two of the best scoring defenses uh, on the field at the same time. I like it. I like the over. I think you're gonna get more points than people think. Um, and I definitely like the Niners playing golf outdoors. Uh, Jerry Goff hates outdoors, and he hates throwing the ball outdoors. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Niners. I think that defense wakes up. And I think that that secondary for the Lions is going to get picked apart by Brock Purdy, which is another fun topic to go over. Is Brock Purdy elite? This is like, this is like Joe Flacco-esque going on here, um, this argument. Brock Purdy's having a hell of a fucking year. It's still going on, which is <laughs> one of the reasons he's having a hell of a year. But what other quarterbacks could you plug into that system and watch them have a hell of a year? I guess that's the question. And the last quarterback, the last quarterback that Shanahan really trusted, I would have to say, is Matt Ryan. And he trusted him too fucking much in the Super Bowl. He should have just ran the goddamn ball in the fourth quarter, and they have a Super Bowl ring. And he trusted Matty Ice too much. Did not take enough time off the clock. And there we are, 28-3 comeback. So is he traumatized from that? Is it shell-shocking? I don't know. I don't know. But but that was the last time I saw him trust a quarterback the way you would assume you know somebody would trust an elite quarterback. It was in the Super Bowl with Matty Ice. He doesn't trust Purdy like that. 
No siree. Whatever. I still have Christian McCaffrey to win uh, Super Bowl MVP. I got that at plus 850. I think it's less now, like plus 800. whoop de fucking do Aussie Open's going on. I don't care. I'm betting Russian on Russian violent crimes. Uh, college basketball's happening. I'm sure I lost both the bets I put in today. But who cares? Um, That's a good thing about me. Don't care. Be getting a lot of shit on the Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. Still sober, by the way. Ain't drinking. Ain't drugging. Sober's a judge. Uh, be getting a lot of shit on Twitter. See, the problem with sobriety, right, is... There's no excuse for the crazy shit that I tweet. And one of the crazy shits that I tweeted, uh, the one that got the most action, this is a great uh, combo. Oh, we also got to talk about my DJ of the year, Kayshawn Booty. That motherfucker, hero. Hero! Something like 80 bets a game, 80 bets a day, or 8 bets a day, something fucked up. Like, this guy, and how come you're going to jail for this shit? Because you were gambling as an underage person. Now, several years later, they can, like, what's the statute of limitations on betting as an underage motherfucker? I don't know. But, uh, I mean, jail? We're talking about jail? And I, you know me, I'm a fucking iron law motherfucker over here. Triple the prison population. But about this? Oh, calm down. Maybe I'd like to <laughs> roll back some of those comments, amigo. Gambling? Oh, relax. Everybody calm down. Mm. That reminds me, I want to talk about drug use. Don't let me forget, John. I want to talk about drug use at the end of this and how to get high safely in the era of fentanyl. Um, we'll talk about that later. But one of the things that I've said on the Twitter today is uh, I think it should be mandated by law for journalists, talking heads, and politicians to live with normal people six months out of the year. Great idea, Shay. Hey, Shay, great take. Awesome. Totally get it, man. Woo! Oh, I agree, dude. And then there was another dude. And he said, or it should be mandatory that all alcoholic, grossly <laughs> inverterate, and vile gambling addicts with a lifetime full of bad decisions and takes stay the fuck away from commenting about politics. <laughs> This is my favorite part of Twitter. This is the best part. Uh, because the whole problem with politics is that normal people aren't engaged enough, right? Well, I'm not normal. I'm, I'm a radical, obviously. But to try and gatekeep something as important as politics is the reason we have a problem with politics, okay? And there is the elitist view that... This country was founded on the idea that Americans are stupid, which is why the whole electoral college system got set up. Because if it was one man, one vote, the populace would take over. We'd fucking run roughshod over the Constitution, all that other shit. So they did that, I mean, kind of by design because they thought we were stupid. God bless them. We're a lot dumber than they thought, motherfucker. One man, one vote. Shut it down. Uh, speaking of shutting it down, we are in a cold civil war right now. And every Republican politician between here and Pluto is jumping on the bandwagon of Greg Hot Wheels Abbott. 
and saying that they are going to shut the border down themselves because the federal government isn't doing shit. Um, I mean, we got governors from Idaho jumping on this shit. Like, everybody is in on it, right? And the Republicans love this shit. It's an election year, and this is a polarizing situation. I I, I do think the border is going to be a huge fucking problem for the Democrats in the general. Like, a, a big fucking problem. I think Trump doesn't care. He could have fixed it when he wanted to. I don't think Republicans necessarily care. I never thought they really did. I don't think either party really cares, but... It's a political football right now. I care about, and this sounds really fucking dumb and old and lame, but like, you know, in the last three years, something like 20 Wyomings have gotten across the border. In the 20, like 20 fucking Wyomings, the equivalent population of Wyoming, 20 of them. Like anybody can be like, hey, man, that's fucked up. That's stupid. There should be a better process for that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You shouldn't be able to cross a river and claim asylum. You should do that shit at a port of entry. Go fuck yourself. Do you want to claim asylum? Do it in your home country. Let's see where the State Department can come back for it. Because right now, they just come over, and they're here for three to four years, guaranteed. Because they ain't going to see a judge for three to four years. They're going to get a work permit eventually. They're going to get fucking housing. They're going to figure shit out with their family or whatever. And they're here. You just cross the border. You're good for three to four years. And then a judge says, show up. Guess what? Fucking disappear into the ether. That's what I do. I say, I'm here for four years, working my ass off, saving money, doing whatever the fuck I can. And then I'm disappearing into the fucking night. Come find me, motherfucker. Yeah, right. It's easy to do that shit in a country this big. It's easy. But at the same time, they can't be too butthurt when DHS shows up at their kid's graduation and rounds everybody the fuck up. It's a gamble, brother. You rolled the dice. Shit just came up seven. He gone. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing evil about that. That's part of life. It's very black and white for me. Fucking see you later. Sayonara. But the problem is, I'm drinking this N.A. beer, and now everybody's going to hold me to what the fuck I said, you know. It's brutal. Brutal out here for a pimp. Speaking of pimps, R.I.P. Pimp C. Oh, that brings me up. That brings up. I want to talk about drugs for a second, kids. Uh, If you're listening with your kids in the car, you're a bad parent. But if that's happening, definitely turn it off right now. So I was thinking about this the other day because... I was remembering a time that I took, I bought some Xanax from this ginger in New Haven County. I know what you're going to think, Shay, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? But I bought, you know, a bunch of four bars off of this ginger, college kid. Well, I just got out of college, I guess, with that age. You know, paid him like four bucks a fucking bar, got like 20 of them, whatever. I had enough to like go to sleep. Because that's, you know, the four bars, take a four bar. And for me, when I take, four bars benzos are different for me like when i take xanax i'll get fucked up like the next day right like i'll, I'll take them at night to go to sleep and i'll wake up high it was kind of great like you start your morning off just right like woo, have a cup of coffee i'm kind of fucking barred out chilling having a good time bang a heater have a you know have a smoke take a shit have some coffee barred out great way to start the day if you ask me anyway so that's normally what I would do. Now, this time, I bought these four bars from this kid, 
and they were fentanyl. They were pill pressed somewhere else. They were not actual fucking four bars. They looked like four bars. They had the fucking dents. They had every looked exactly like a fucking four bar would. I believe me, I know what four bars look like. Exactly like it. But I took one. And, you know, I took two. I fucking took two. All right. I took two. Whatever. I fucking took two. Sue me. I took two. And went to bed. And I woke up the next day. And I wasn't just, like, barred out. But I was fucking wasted. Like, wasted. And I've done fentanyl before in the patch form. I've done it. And it's really like a roller coaster, like the patch, when you they had the patch for like back pain and shit when you get out of surgery. You really take the patch, you cut it in half, and you slap some of it on your body as close to like an artery as you could. And you would start at the top like a roller coaster and just fucking boom. And you would just be in a lull. And then it would kick back in and you're gone again. Anyway, so I'm fucking wasted the next day wasted all day just fucked up it was awful trying to explain that shit i was fucking wasted anyway so i fucking realized this ain't regular four bars and i confronted the ginger and they had a whole confrontation there was some violence that ensued it doesn't matter it's not important that's not why i'm telling the fucking story it made me think about today's day and age just trying to do cocaine just trying to get powdered cocaine from a motherfucker and they can put fentanyl in it I always thought this was a right-wing, like, boomer myth that they, oh, they're, they're putting cocaine in the marijuana, Jimmy, be careful. Like, that kind of thing. You know, bullshit. No, they're not. Shut the fuck up. But they really, they did this shit. They put fentanyl in powdered cocaine, even though it's a downer. Cocaine's obviously an upper. They put a downer in the cocaine, and the idea being somebody would get addicted to the fentanyl and order that cocaine again, even if it fucked with their high. The physical addiction is so intense with fentanyl, and it is, but it, it ain't that fucking intense. So intense that they would re You can read the New York Times. There's a, there's a whole story about three or four yuppies that fucking died over one weekend because they got blow from the same delivery service. You're paying 100 bucks a gram. She's getting dropped off in your fucking studio apartment in Chelsea, the four-story walk-up, and you're fucking dead 20 minutes later. You thought you'd run out at night with the girls? Huh? You're dead, bitch. So I have a solution for everybody who's scared about fentanyl in their powder cocaine. You do not have to say no to cocaine. Don't worry. Uncle Shay has a solution. It is called cooking up crack. You cook off the impurities, dude. You cook it off. Only the pure bubbles to the surface. That's the truth. Everything else goes away. That's the whole point. That's why crack is so fantastic. It doesn't matter what it's cut with. There's one compound known to man. I've been out of the game for a minute, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, anybody who's listening. There's one compound known to man that bonds, chemically bonds with powder cocaine. It's called benzocaine. Benzocaine is a fantastic cutting agent uh, uh, for cocaine because it makes you feel numb just like lidocaine would but even better it bonds to the cocaine so if you cook up crack with benzocaine as a cutting agent it'll all come back as one right if you cut it with baby powder fucking b12 vitamin d whatever that shit's all falling off that shit's bubbling the fuck out when you cook it up as crack same with fentanyl if you got fentanyl on the blow that shit will cook the fuck out 
So, don't say no to cocaine. Say, cocaine, let's evolve together. Let's just cook the shit up. And if you all need to know the recipe, I'm not going to share that on the Internet. Um, but, yeah, cook cook your coke. The yeah. recipe's cook. on the – you got to subscribe to the Patreon for the recipe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Find me on the Patreon, at Shane Irving, and you will get the recipe. That might be a shirt. Just have the recipe printed out on the back, this step one. Also, if when you're doing cocaine and it feels, like, shiny and it's kind of too, like, it's hard to chop up, like, you're like, ah, this is fucking weird. It's almost like it's got humidity on it. You know what I mean? That's called too much acetone. Somebody sprayed it with too much acetone before they wrapped it and put it under a 12-ton press, Okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It just makes it harder to rail. So in that case, specifically for that shit, just cook it up. Just cook it up. Ride the fucking lightning. Get your bell rung and go, man. Just go. I I, got to say the best crack smoking, like, explanation I can give is Wolf of Wall Street when Leonardo DiCaprio smokes crack with Donnie, played by... Whatever that fucking freak's name is. Uh, that is, it feels like that. The first time you smoke crack, the bell gets rung. You're just like, Dong! and like, you're fucking gone. You are off to the races. Phenomenal drug. Cocaine is definitely my favorite drug. But crack specifically is like a soft place in my heart. That's a good time for crack. So bad times too. Okay. Nobody smoke crack. It's really bad for you. Blah, blah, blah. But some great times. Let me tell you. Uh, Belichick, speaking of telling you, belly, unemployable? What the fuck? The Falcons ain't hiring the hoodie? You fucking see they're hiring Raheem Morris? Isn't he like a two-time failed fucking what? What the fuck? You say no to Belichick and yes to Raheem Morris. Okay. The defensive coordinator for the Chargers, I'm like, they had a good fucking year. Raheem Morris hired as head coach by the Atlantic Falcons who passed on Bill Belichick. Okay. I guess uh, he needs a second chance as a head coach. He fucked that up once already. You know, we've talked about this before. It's It's the failing upwards, the insular world of NFL coaches. Like, how many times can you get fired and win? Jason Garrett. It just comes to mind, like, Jesus, fuck. It's bad. Whatever. I don't want to get into that. I'll get angry. But, yeah, Raheem Morris it got hired before Belichick. So, I guess I guess that's a good thing or a bad thing. But that's got to piss Belichick off big time. Hmm. Oh, this is a funny stat. The 2013 Washington Redskins coaching staff now has five NFL head coaches and... They are Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFour, Mike McDaniel, Raheem Morris. Holy fucking piss. That's crazy. That's some talent on that side. My team did fuck all with it. Well, they had some fucking talent there. All right, Raheem, let's see what the fuck you got. Get it in. Whoever the quarterback is, that's going to happen. That is what fucking matters. That really fucking matters. Um, oh, DJ and Hero of the Year, Kayshawn Booty. Let's get to him. Let's get to fucking him. I know we talked a little bit about it, 
But apparently there's videos all over the internet. <laughs> uh, Jordan Daniels, like, consoling him on the sideline, saying, I'm sorry, it's okay. Uh, and, you know, people are thinking he took the over-under on his own fucking game, which, you know, not the, I mean, come on. Who wouldn't, right? But uh, Kayshawn Booty, good Lord. Current Patriots wide receiver flat out arrested for fraud and gaming prohibited for persons under 21 by the Louisiana State Police. Booked in the East, East Baton Rouge Parish Jail. And after posting a $600,000 bond. What? That's how much the bond was? Fuck off. That's dirty. According to police, Booty who was 20 at the time, as opposed to 21, participated in sports gambling from April 6, 2022 to May 7, 2023, a little over a year. He used an alias to circumvent the legal age, yada, yada. Online gambling company contacted the police regarding sports wagers made by a prohibited person. Now, how did they find out? Must have been some bank statement shit. Booty played at LSU from 2020 to 2022. Some of the wagers he allegedly made occurred while he was a player. Obviously, motherfucker. This is the best part. Placed more than 8,900 wagers. 8,900, folks. Divided by 13 months. 684 bets a month. 22.8 bets per fucking day. Dude, that you thought crack was bad. That's worse than crack, for sure. Oh, my God. FanDuel contacted Louisiana State Police Gaming Division about the possibility of a college athlete placing sports wagers. Police launched an investigation and found that Booty opened a FanDuel in Mass, in Massachusetts, on June 7th. Oh, my God, this fucking idiot. This fucking idiot. The bank card attached to the account was under the name Tanisha Booty, his mama. Oh, my God. John. The username that Kayshawn Booty chose for the account with his mama's fucking account credit card on. Kayshawn Booty 7. Jay, it might Are be a you... good time to educate our audience about Jesus sort fuck. of non, non, non-suspicious aliases and usernames when you're doing illicit stuff. Yeah, don't use your fucking first and last name, I guess would be my like number one rule. <laughs> Like, Shane Irving is even too much. That was stupid of me. I should have said, like, Bill in Birmingham or some shit. I never should have. You know my first name, you know where I'm from. That ain't good for somebody that doesn't want to be found out. If anybody wanted to find me out, I mean, it ain't fucking hard. They'd figure it out pretty quick. But don't use your first and last name. Do a porn thing. Middle name, street you grew up on, shit like that. Kayshawn Booty 01. That account was also funded by his mother's bank card. Oh, this is a different account. I'm sorry. He had Kayshawn Booty 7 and Kayshawn Booty 01. Two different accounts. Wow. Booty allegedly placed a wager on a... See, I felt bad for this motherfucker, and now I'm just disgusted. I was, I was crying for justice, but your fucking account names are your first and last names, dude, with your mama's fucking debit card? You're from Louisiana. You should be shadier than this. You're from fucking Louisiana. Everybody's shady from Louisiana. 
Nobody pays taxes in Louisiana. No one's like the murder capital of the fucking world. Their clearance rate's like 25%. Use your real fucking first and last name. Your mama's card. You go get a fucking prepaid. Get a prepaid card. The fuck, dude? Booty allegedly placed a wager on a September 4th game between LSU and Florida State, betting he would score at least one touchdown in the game and placed another bet that he would have over 82 and a half yards. Both wages were part of an eight-leg parlay. Booty only recorded 20 yards and no touchdowns. <laughs> Holy shit. Booty bet 450000 and lost 65000 that year. 23, he bet 186 and lost 16. I mean, I, I mean, at 23, you, you risk 186 and only lose 16. I'm taking that as a win. That's a win. But betting 450 and losing 65, that's a, so this NIL money is for real, huh? You're not fucking around. That shit melts you. That's a shit ton of money. God damn. Booty, one of the most dynamic pass catchers in his class, logged 131 receptions. For 1,700 yards, blah, blah, blah. Number 39 prospect in the draft when he declared. Patriots drafted him in the sixth round. He got two passes for 19 yards. I mean, this is the kind of guy that would probably make more money at LSU than he would for the pass right now. Oh, my God, what a fucking moron. Let this be a lesson to you, folks. You know, the problem is normally a guy like him would just have a fucking bookie on college campus. But you don't, you didn't have the, the, the kind of props that FanDuel and DraftKings got now. You couldn't specifically bet on your yards per game and parlay it with six other fucking things. You couldn't, you couldn't do that growing up. They didn't, that was not an option. But you could tell your buddy, hey, fucking take LSU plus three and a half. We're going to win this motherfucking game. Here's a thousand dollars. Go put it to your man. Fuck the bullshit. Never mention my name. You could do that. That's no problem. But now, you got this shit on your phone. You don't have you don't have to know a single Italian, which you know net benefit, right? No Italians, awesome. And you can just do that shit on your mama's card. <laughs> Idiot! God, what a moron! Fucking stupid! Oh, what the fuck? What a fucking... See, I should go speak at college campus. I should speak about the cocaine thing for sure. There should be a resurgence in crack in this country. Until they shut the border down and put dogs at every port. And if, you know, the other thing I got to say, I got a little stick in my bowl, a little hitch my giddy up about. Okay. You know, these fucking idiots, these right-wing morons on the Twitter, when they complain about the border, like, fentanyl's killing everybody. Ah, fentanyl's pouring in this country. Okay, fuck faces. Fentanyl is not pouring into this country by Guatemalans waiting across the Rio Grande. That's not how it's getting here. It's getting here by the metric ton on fucking boats from China or the Yucatan or trucks driving over fucking paved highways. You idiots. The epidemic is not from Jose and his three fucking cousins trying to flee Guatemala to make money at a roofing contractor's business in Tempe, Arizona. They don't have kilos of fucking fentanyl on. <coughs> it's the fucking boats and the trucks. 
You idiots. You shut the fuck up. The fentanyl coming in on the backs of fucking Hispanics. That ain't it, dude. They're breaking the fucking law and they got to go back. Sorry. You got to go back. You all got to go. See ya. But it ain't, it ain't, you know, fucking relax. Uh, but, you know, there's a fake civil war going on right now. It's not real. And the, the ruling from the Supreme Court, just so everybody's aware, it didn't say that Texas ain't allowed to put up wire, right? It said if the wire gets in the way of the federal government, the federal government is allowed to cut it down and move it, which is clearly what the Constitution, I mean, the Constitution gives ultimate authority to the feds on the, on the border. That's all there is to it. But, I mean, I will say one thing that, you know, probably going to make a lot of people mad at me. If cities and states are allowed to ignore federal immigration laws, a la sanctuary cities, why isn't Greg Abbott allowed to ignore federal uh, jurisdiction on the border? If you're allowed to ignore federal jurisdiction in Denver or Chicago, you know, Chicago, you're an illegal immigrant. You get a DUI. You fucking run somebody over on the sidewalk. ICE wants that motherfucker. ICE is like, give that motherfucker to me. Chicago, they they hide it. New York, they hide it. Denver, they hide it. They say, no, 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 we ain't telling ICE. Here's, you're out of your own recognizance or you're going to jail or whatever the fuck it is, but you ain't going back over the border. I mean, that's a simple, straightforward law. Even if you snuck in. You do something wrong and illegal, like you should be fucking gone. See ya. Do your time, get the fuck out. That's it. But cities and states are ignoring that federal fucking statute. Also, a lot of states are ignoring the federal fucking law on marijuana. You want to talk about? You want to talk about a constitutional republic? <laughs> marijuana is still motherfucking illegal. Per the federal government, that shit's legal all over the goddamn. I live in Connecticut. I can drive fucking ten minutes and hit three different weed shops. Hell. We can all get stoned tonight in the state, but if the DEA shows up, all those motherfuckers are going to prison. That's the law. So which one are we enforcing? Which one ain't we? I guess it depends on where the fucker politics sit. Really? Ugh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. Give me recommendations on movies and shows. I will watch them review them, and talk about them on the podcast. If you do it on the Patreon, I will personally email you my review. If you've got suggestions, hit me up on the Twitter at Shane Irving or Irving one at Gmail, or just, you know, ask me, hey, have you seen this? What do you think? Because at the end of the day, I am, you know, I'm like Simon Cow. Like Simon Cow, the Teletubby motherfucker. He just knew what the normal motherfucker liked. That's me. I'm not normal. I know I ain't normal, but I know what a normal motherfucker thinks like. Think about that, motherfucker. That's me. All right, that's it for the pod. We've got a short and sweet one. Uh, you know, think about what I said about cooking coke, cracking it up. Just think about it. Getting a debit card, prepaid debit card, and set up your account if you're a, a fucking athlete or you're underage. Just do that. And what federal laws do we want to ignore? Really? That's Shay, it. do you want to oh. do you want to tell the people about your uh, Vegas plans for the Super oh, Bowl? Fuck. Oh fuck! We yeah, haven't really talked about that yet. We haven't. <clears throat> I haven't talked about. It. So uh, I'm going. I know, maybe, but I, I'm going to Vegas 
uh, for the Dan Patrick show. I'm going, I'm going to be there Wednesday and Thursday night, right? Um, I'm flying out Friday. I got to be back. The roommate said I got to be back Friday. I'm flying out Friday early. Good thing is I'll be sober. So the flight time won't be an issue. The bad thing is I'll be sober. Um, I've been to Vegas sober several times. So I ain't really worried about that. So Danny's doing the show <clears throat> Wednesday, Thursday, whatever the fuck. We're doing the podcast Thursday after the show. And then I'm doing the actual podcast with producer John, who's coming into town. And I don't know what kind of shenanigans we're getting into, but I, I hopefully we either get Dylan, the graphics guy on the show, or somebody way fucking cooler because we're going to be in Vegas and, like, doing a pot. I mean, I would love to go to the Glitter Gulch's Clothes. I forgot about that. The Gulch's Clothes. I would love to get some, some you know, dollar slot ladies on the podcast and just talk, just have a conversation. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll get Troy Aikman. Maybe I can shoot Troy Aikman full of crack, make him smoke some crack. Maybe he'd be happy about Maybe he Again? was worried. Maybe, maybe he'd be worried about, Shay, I'd love to do this cocaine, man, but I'm worried about fentanyl. But, God damn it, Troy, you're so lucky I'm here. Let's go to the goddamn kitchen. Maybe I can change your life. But, yeah, going to be in Vegas. Uh, going to see producer John. Uh, Hammer is not going to be there, but he's setting me up with a couple cats he knows. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We're going to get weird. Ugh. But other than that, you know, drinking N.A. beer. Banging heaters. Just trying to do the next right thing, motherfuckers. Hit me up on Twitter, at Shay and Irving. Shay and Irving one at gmail.com. Viva la revolution. Uh, get it in, y'all.